BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, you can't hide! You're supporting genocide! Spider-Man, you can't hide! You're supporting genocide! Spider-Man, you can't hide! You're supporting genocide! In case you can't understand it through amplitude modulation am radio fetterman fetterman you can't hide you're supporting genocide while he sits on the roof of his house with an israeli flag uh that he's not hiding you see so you're criticizing him claiming he's hiding from his decisions and attitudes he's not he's displaying them to the world as i tweeted he's literally on his effing roof waving a giant flag at you (laughs) he's not ashamed of it he sees you should be ashamed because you're on the wrong side of this but he's not ashamed of his position you morons yeah Yeah, i'd like to i'd like to talk more about that you can have your point of view um and that's fine but you got to come up with if a guy is displaying as loudly as he can his position you can't go with the you can't hide And with the exception of a couple of dudes, it was once again the angry young woman, age 15 to 26, coalition. Oh, that reminds me. uh, And uh, a number of people caught hold of this uh, research project, and and, and we will represent it to you. It is so interesting. In virtually the entire developed world, or at least in most of the usual suspects of the developed world, young women are swinging way left. Right. Politically, and young men are leaning a little bit 
right word. I saw that graph, the split between the genders. What is that going to do? We already have a population problem in Western civilization where we aren't getting together and having babies. Now we're going by gender in opposite directions politically? Yes. Weird. Yeah, it it really is weird and troubling and thought-provoking, and I, I just... I don't know what it means. There's there's an editorial in the New York Times today trying to suggest that um, the pressure on colleges, it's kind of a coincidence, isn't it, that all those presidents, those university presidents were women. This is an attack on women, which is the only thing the, the uh, intersectionality crowd has. So, of course, that's the argument they make. But, you know, I would suggest if we're serious about this discussion, why is it that so many women end up as college presidents because they are so utterly committed to the woke agenda, DEI, uh, intersectionality, whichever the many names, uh, critical theory that you want to assign to it. What is going on with women that they are so drawn to this? And not all women, obviously. I don't mean to offend any of you fabulous gals listening, but um, it's odd. It's really odd. Well, well, yeah, but yeah, you have to explain why is it separating by gender? I mean, specifically by gender. It's it's always been true that young people tend to be more liberal than older people. You know, those kind of things are easily understood. It's not even difficult at all. Well, right, and it's long been understood that that women, generally speaking, want uh, more. Um, coalition building, uh, bigger welfare state, that sort of thing, in in the way that women in general, they form group alliances, and it's very important to be part of the group and uh, not be excluded and shoved out, whereas guys are just, generally speaking, more individualistic. Yeah, but that's um, all, that's always been true, but I was looking well, right. at the graph, you don't have to go back very many years, and the lines were together. Mm-hmm. It might separate by uh, age, it might separate by race, but the lines were together for men and women, and now they're way apart. Right, right. And why they would uh, trend like that from, you know, being pretty close together all of a sudden. And and I'm actually super interested in this stuff. I'm not going to bore you to death with it. But there is something about the intersectionality argument, uh, the woke. I'll just go with woke. There's something about the woke argument that's especially appealing to women. Seems to be, yeah. Young women in particular. It's Not it, all it, women. It, I can vouch for that. But Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's as if somebody, like, studied the human genome and came up with, you know, some Frankensteinian lab beast. But it's not a, a towering green guy roaming the countryside it's a set of ideas that are infecting womankind disproportionately if it weren't so damn troubling it would just be interesting anyway uh more on that to come Uh, we'll get that uh that data together for you but um this story is (sighs) shocking yet unsurprising turns out that unra the UN's uh, Palestinian Refugee Agency was utterly, utterly full of Hamas and, and other terrorist groups sympathizers. They estimate that around 10% of all of its Gaza staff have ties to Islamic milit- Islamist militant groups, around 10%, and that quite a few of their employees 
took part in the deadly assault on the deadliest assault on Jews since the Holocaust on October the 7th. Two helped kidnap Israelis. Two others were tracked to sites where scores of Israeli civilians were shot and killed. Others coordinated logistics for the assault, including procuring weapons. Twelve UNRWA employees had linked to the attack. Seven were primary or secondary school teachers including two math teachers, two Arabic language teachers, and one primary school teacher. Yeah, this story broke Friday while we were on the air. And as I pointed out then, Israel has been saying this since like October 8th. Hey, some of these UN workers, the, the this organization you're giving money to, they were part of the Hamas deal. And, and our State Department and our White House said, no, that's not true. We don't have any information to back that up. All right. They finally had to, uh, you know, see the writing on the wall when the evidence became clear enough. Now, the good news is a bunch of uh, countries, including our own, have said, nah, we're going to halt funding temporarily while we examine this. But as one senior Israeli government official put it, quote, UNRWA's problem is not just, quote, a few bad apples involved in the October 7 massacre. The institution as a whole is a haven for Hamas radical ideology. It's got to be. You can't have people who participated in the massacre working with people who aren't at least sympathetic to it i mean that'd be impossible right right yeah so one of my favorite commentators online extremely smart extremely reasonable uh wrote this what people need to understand is that unra is essentially a large money laundering scheme hamas and the palestinian authority needed a way to pay their militants regularly to establish schools to teach hate to launder money to their leaders to maintain buildings to store weapons and to steal aid and equipment for developing a military infrastructure they didn't want to establish an actual economy for palestinians to focus on becoming more prosperous because that's not the goal so instead they just built an infrastructure that centralized terrorism and had everything else be adjacent to those activities how do you think hamas and plo leaders became billionaires where do you think that money came from they got a cut from the money we send there are millions of refugees around the world but the point of other refugee groups is resettlement that's where the money goes unra is the only one that doesn't even attempt to resettle and that even accounts people born in other places so not real refugees by any logical definition as refugees to maintain that permanent status for palestinians because that way they can demand more money to launder for leaders to steal and for terrorism. The fact that there are terrorist parts of UNRWA isn't an accident or poor vetting. It's the entire purpose of the way the group is structured. The limited aid stuff they do is just a cover for their central purpose. I think he's 100% right. And then there's the crowd that believes in all of these world organizations and what they say goes and should have a higher level of importance than anything we believe or any other individual country you people are nuts well the evidence to support that point of view is virtually all imaginary it's all aspiration but that's one of the great divides i think between progressives and conservatives is that conservatives demand results they want to know if something works, or at least we should, by God. If we ever lose that, we've lost conservatism. Whereas on the left side of the aisle, they don't they don't even ask the question, does that work? Did it work? Well, it gets to what you started with, the whole uh, uh, gender division and political attitudes and how that's growing and your belief that it's got to do with maybe women believe more or, or, or evolutionary wise are more into group this than that there's some belief on the left that 
human nature changes if you get together in a group. And the bigger the group, the more noble it becomes. So if you have a handful of people in the city council or the school board, they're better than an individual. And then you take it further and further up. <laughs> they just are better and better and more noble. And then wow. the you know your state government's more noble than that. Your federal government's even more noble than that. And then if you bring together the human beings of all the countries, they're the most noble of all. And why you would think human nature changes just because you get a bunch of people together, I'll never understand. Where are these angels that you speak of? Yeah. The idea that the further an organization gets from, like, person-to-person accountability, the better they would become? Seriously. Where did you get that idea? But doesn't that seem to be the case? Yes. I think, yeah, brilliant. You're absolutely right. That's weird. They, I just, I can't even get over this. The fact that they not only are sympathetic to Hamas, I assumed that, and that would be horrifying, they actually crossed over into Israel and participated in the butchering. Yeah. And then went mm-hmm. back to their U.N. offices. And the head of the U.N., that Guterres jackass monster mobster, he's a mobster, that's what I'm going to call him the rest of my life, um, he's saying, no, don't, no, this is important aid. You've got to keep this flowing. Please don't cut it off. And it's the same with the WHO and the way they gave China so much cut China so much slack when the pandemic was going. Just there's so many examples. They're mobsters, or you know, not as important, but the Olympic Committee and how they're constantly corrupt and stealing from people. Yeah, the soccer <laughs> about federation. the importance yeah. of putting politics aside and them coming together in the world, and then they steal from everybody and get take bribes to choose where the Olympics are going to be all the time. Well, and it's like a 120-proof version of the Iron Law of Bureaucracy. That over time, uh, the people in a bureaucracy are, there are fewer and fewer dedicated to the cause that it's supposed to be addressing, and more and more people dedicated to protecting the bureaucracy. So if your giant, incredibly uh, lucrative scam is UNRWA or the Olympic Committee or whatever, you're not going to call fouls on yourself or the WHO, you're not going to say, whoa, whoa, not only is the WHO where I work that I'm running not helping people stay healthy, we're complicit in the funding and cover-up of the worst pandemic seen by mankind in a century. We're, we're, we're awful, awful here. Nobody's ever going to say that. Mm. But again, the bigger and more giant an organization becomes from around the globe, more noble, the more noble it will act. What a numb skulled way of looking at the world have you seen the story uh, about jay leno and his wife which is both sweet and sad we should mention that no uh one of the great celebrity marriages of all time really um and a bunch of other stuff that we got on the way we got to check back in on what is the number one story should be in america at least for a while having a bunch of soldiers killed by Iran and uh, the lack of response from the Biden administration, which has invited this all these months. It's horrifying. More on that coming up, too. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A man in California was arrested after he went to a Planet Fitness, took off his clothes, and threatened people with a knife. Which, to be fair, is the only way Planet Fitness lets you cancel your membership. <laughs> yep. Good luck ever quitting wow. the gym. Wow. 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 Uh, thank God for the First Amendment where in this country where you can say something like that. It's clearly humor, but it makes an important point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so this is kind of semi-breaking news. Um, uh, one of your... Websites, organizations, Twitter accounts, whatever you want to call it, that tracks both military and civilian aviation uh, have noticed there are a whole hell of a lot of KC-135s. That's the uh, Boeing KC-135 Stratotanker. It's the refueling plane, right? You've seen it with the big tube that comes out and everything. Uh, there are a, a, a poo load of them uh, in the air now and on the move. Well, I hope so. The yeah. fact that that wasn't happening a month ago is uh, impeachworthy in my impeachable, in my opinion. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. The idea that well, no, we need a few sacrificial lambs before we respond to the hundred and sixty attacks on our troops. So let's just wait till there's some dead people. I mean, even if there is something happening now, well, we're going to talk about this next segment. So I'll shut up. But yeah, not forgivable. Uh, I mentioned sweet but sad story between Jay Leno and his wife. I don't know if you saw this. If you don't know his act, he uh, he's always talked about his wife, Mavis. And they've been married since they were young together. Never had kids, but um, have been together this whole time and are as lovey-dovey as any couple you'll ever see. But anyway, he filed for conservatorship over her over the weekend for her dementia that she's no longer no. able to take care of anything. And they explained a story that happened a while back. Do you remember when his... Uh, Jay Leno's obsessed with cars, and one of his old cars caught on fire and burned up his face. And he drove home instead of driving to the hospital, and that was kind of unknown why that was at the time. And he did an interview where he said, well, my wife can't drive anymore. And I went home, and they said, so you care more about her than you care about your own life? He said, yeah, absolutely. So he went home because he didn't know what was going to... And they were keeping this all private, that she wasn't able to you know, take care of herself. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so I wonder if that's what happens at some point with our president where the person that's going to step in is going to be his wife at some point is going to say look 
Well, if Jill, uh, Dr. Jill, were to file for a conservatorship, that would certainly make the papers. Uh, so he didn't get, like, ripped off by phone scammers calling the White House or something? Well, I wasn't thinking so much that. Oh, my God. It's just the spouse is the one that's closest and knows the mo- and has the best read on things. Sort of like Nancy Reagan did with Ronald yeah, Reagan. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, can you imagine the headline is, yeah, the, the debt just went to $35 because Biden got scammed by a Nigerian prince on the phone. Wasn't able <laughs> he to, gave away $2 trillion. He wasn't able to deal with a, a crisis because he's been on the phone for like two hours with some guy convincing him he needs to go down to the bank and take the money out of his account. Right. You've won the lottery. We just need you to pay the taxes in advance. The president sold what? three F-16s. Jill, they said <laughs> I won the lottery. Ugh. His response after the attack yesterday, did you hear it? That was the breathiest, old manist thing he's ever said, I think. We'll have to play that for you coming up. I hope the Republic can endure till this guy's out of office. And for the millionth time, the idea that he would serve another term, cut it out. Right. Wow, no kidding. If you miss a segment, get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. What's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. There wasn't anybody in America other than academics like those three, President Biden, Kamala Harris, and Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State, who believed the don't was actually going to work against Iran, and it didn't, and now we have three dead soldiers and a whole bunch of wounded after an attack on a base in Jordan as they slept. Uh, Who knew we had a military bunch of soldiers in northern Jordan? Well, we do. The You know who did know? You know who did know? Iran knew. 
Yeah, the evildoers. The jiviness, the weakness, the just don't, don't. And they'd obviously all agreed that's what they're going to say. Whatever happened to any attack against the forces of the United States will result in retribution so swift and terrible. It will change the history of your country. I vow that on my sacred honor. Don't. I don't God. know. It, 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 it makes me angry if they actually believe that crap. You think you can say don't the way you've acted? Uh, over 160 attacks. Many of these attacks, it was only luck that we didn't end up with a dozen dead soldiers in any of those. It's just luck. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Here's the president's response yesterday at some of the event he was at when the word broke. We, uh, we should probably say what we're talking about. I thought we just did. Did we? Yeah, I'm I sorry. just laid out this three soldiers, oh, okay, bunch injured. Good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jordan. Okay. I, I was getting the next thing ready. I apologize. Yeah, it's terrible. Go ahead. And that was his only statement yesterday. He was at some event, so he had to talk. And he said, three patriots uh, tragically gave their lives. We will respond. And then he says, at a, at a, in a manner and a time of our choosing. That's your response to an attack, a deadly attack by Iran. You don't go in front of the camera. And as folks like us and others have been saying, and there have been a couple of, you know, pinprickish little attacks on a radar site here and there, uh, but not a serious response. We've been saying they're going to wait until some of our best and brightest people are dead till they feel like they have an excuse to respond. How about you respond before those beautiful young people are dead to discourage this? And then, you know, part of his uh, the statement that came out was the usual flowery rhetoric about how these are great patriots and heroes and their entire lives are testament to blah, blah, blah. Hey, I'd rather have you protect them than praise them. All right? Save your, your flowery speech. Uh, the Wall Street Journal lead editorial today from their editorial board, Biden, Iran, and three dead Americans. The sorry truth that these casualties are the result of President Biden's policy choices. Yeah, these deaths are because decisions you made showing incredible weakness, which, of course, invites more attacks. And um, as it says, the Wall Street Journal says, uh, one thing you could do right now is that Iranian spy ship that has been prowling the Red Sea put it on the ocean floor. But um, the the weakness or the fear of escalation goes through the leadership, I guess. Here's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs being interviewed by Martha Raddatz. This was over the weekend, but before the deadly attack. When you walk this fine line of not wanting it to escalate, what would you say to those people who are your critics who would say, look, they're not being tough enough on these militants. They're not being tough enough on Iran. 
I would also ask, would they, do they want a broader conflict? Do you want us in a full-scale war? That's the goal is to, uh, to deter them, and we don't want to go down a path of greater escalation that uh, drives to a much broader conflict um, within the region. So your response to that is, what do you want, a war with Iran? Well, if that's what it takes, they've declared war on us, so what's the other option exactly? granting them the power of unilateral uh, escalation. I don't... Yes, no matter what they do and how severe it is, we're not going to escalate. So not only do I, I hate the policy, but the presentation of the policy is horrifying. Good Lord! Yeah. That's the way you answer? Well, what I would say to the critics is, what do you want, a wider war and escalation? If that's what it takes! And uh, I heard Jonah Goldberg uh, of the Dispatch, I heard say this last week, but it's clearly true. We need to get back to where other countries are afraid of us escalating. That should be the concern of any country in the world. Oh, my God, if we do that, the United States will escalate. That's the way it's supposed to work, not the other way around. Here's an aspect of American politics right now that I find really interesting. I'm just going through Twitter, and uh, Lindsey Graham tweeted, Hit Iran now. Hit them hard. And the response from some of the folks on the Trumpy right... A childless neocon who wants to send more American youth overseas to die for foreign interests. And uh, some of the people who reposted it and liked it are definitely of of the kind of uh, is isolationist. I guess isolationist branch of the Republican Party at this point. And I just. I don't know what you think the world is going to look like if there's a serious withdrawal of American power from the world order you're you're advocating and and listen we should never apply american force willy-nilly or casually spend lives or anything like that obviously but your idea that america first means dissembling the the structure that's kept us safe and prosperous and will just continue to be safe and prosperous because i don't i don't get your thinking and I'm trying to find one response we got along those lines. I did see that stuff where uh, Tucker Carlson captured Lindsey Graham's tweet and uh, uh, Senator Cornyn's tweet where he, where he said we need to do this. And Tucker Carlson's response was, he used the word, effing insane. And I don't get it. I mean, I'm, I, 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 I would like to hear the argument. And an old friend of our show actually responded to one of my tweets yesterday, and I'm trying to find it. Um, with that attitude, another mm-hmm. unconstitutional, unnecessary war that we don't need to be a part of, and I, I just don't. So, what, what do we think is going to happen if we, if we back out? Well, and I would like to hear the answer. I'm not yeah, throwing this right, out there like right, it's some sort of rhetorical too. question that can't be answered. I, I would like to hear the argument, and and I would suggest rather strongly, uh, not everybody who wants. America to defend itself and the world order is a quote-unquote neocon. That's not an argument. I don't want to go George Bush uh, administration and try to spread democracy across the world, whether they love it or not, whether they want it or not. No freaking way. That was idiotic. This is from from someone we know well and a good dude, but uh, that responded to one of my tweets. Another illegal and unconstitutional war. Sad to see everyone following for another PSYOP. No lesson learned from the past 23 years. So is the... 
is the idea that if we would disengage from this area, they would leave us alone? I, th- I That's the best I can guess, judging from the way that's worded. Well, I think if we disengage from the area, one, Israel gets wiped off the map, and two, there's no shipping, free shipping lanes in the Red Sea anymore. Well, number one, well, number two, you're absolutely right. Number one, that's not going to happen because Israel will nuke Tehran. They will reduce Tehran to a glowing heap of rubble, which means we've had a nuclear war, and then uh, that'll be only the beginning of what happens next. But you do have a a coming together here of the anti-interventionist right and the pacifist left that is a chunk of the that apparently includes the president uh that uh you know is a chunk of the electorate now this could be spicy yeah i think so i i i do not think it's out of bounds at all to say that these dead soldiers are at the foot of joe biden 160 attacks with no real response that is that is awful it's just awful I want to know from some of you isolationist folks, what do you think China will do if we withdraw American and NATO power from various sectors of the world? Do you think they'll ignore that or not do anything different? Or do you think perhaps they will, as quickly as they can, virtually colonize those parts of the world, control them, and exploit them? Well, and and staying to our detriment, not only militarily, but uh, financially and staying in the Middle East. I fully buy the idea of we're more likely to end up in a full scale war against Iran by allowing them to do this. Not less likely. We hit them so hard right off the bat when their various groups kept attacking us and make it clear we ain't playing. You don't do this. It's less likely we end up in a war with Iran where we actually have troops on the ground. Not Mm -hmm. this way. This right. way, we're more likely to end up in that kind of a war. I agree. God dang it. It's horrifying. Are we going to have to have, like, some attack where 50 U.S. soldiers are killed? Before you remember we when, when Trump took out Soleimani, which was exactly the right thing to do, and, uh, and Tehran vowed uh, fire and brimstone and hell and the mother of all this and that and the other, uh, their response was minor a lot of bluster, kind of a token. They set off some fireworks over here. See, we showed the great Satan. And then they they fell back. They're like, ooh, no, we don't want this. Well, it's a scary moment. I, 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 I don't get the Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama, Joe Biden view that by avoiding these wars while you're in office, you can just put them off forever. If somebody wants to fight you, you're in a fight. There's just no getting around it. I, I don't know. You know, if you'd like to flesh out your, your thoughts, your arguments, your disagreement, do it anytime, either via text, 415-295-KFTC, or you want to drop us an email, it's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Bring it. That's fine. When when Barack Obama didn't enforce the red line, having said if you use chemical weapons, that's a le- red line, and he didn't enforce it, do you think it made it more likely that Russia would invade Ukraine? Or, or or Iran feels like they can hit us anywhere they want, or less likely. It's, it seems obvious to me. It's as basic as, as human nature. If you walk down the city street projecting weakness, do you think that makes it less likely you're attacked or more likely? Come on. Anyway, uh, the other side of the argument, like to hear it. Text line 415-295-KFTC. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs and believe it. You gotta fight for your life to party! <laughs> wow. Travis Kelsey after the 49 or the Chiefs game. Which Kansas City Chiefs won. Man, he was, first of all, he was spectacular playing the game, but he was fired up as a 34-year-old. He was feisty. He wanted to fight guys like after every play. Yeah. That was something. And he certainly performed well. Michael was uh, speculating uh, during a commercial break that perhaps uh, young Ms. Swift had said, no loving unless you catch five passes. (laughs) Five. Would he catch 11 for 116 yards? But uh, uh, And he's broken like every record that exists for that sort of thing in postseason play. And um, uh, the Mikes, of course, followed the, uh, the, 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 the Lovebirds as they met on the field. After the game, and she, you could be heard her saying, I've never seen you like that before, before the game. I know, I'd, I'd never seen him like that before either. He was screaming at everybody and red-faced and spit coming out of his mouth. I mean, he was just, he was crazed. <laughs> anyway, wow. um, I just saw a thing. First of all, uh, Baltimore fans were screaming at T- Taylor Swift, you've ruined football. <laughs> well, that's quite a charge. <laughs> right, I don't know what that is. Uh, but they just calculated... The networks calculated that Taylor Swift has added $330 million in revenue to the NFL. Uh, They calculated what they thought the ratings would be for comparable games and that sort of stuff and think her her being there has added that much value already. Wow. Uh, $330 million is a lot of money. I don't know what it'll be for the Super Bowl. Uh, Not sure how that math works, but I'll take your word for it. That's that's amazing. I wonder if they uh, they like jabbed uh, Travis Kelsey with like a stimulant they give to racehorses or something and got the dose a little wrong. Or well, did you see the kickers for the two teams almost got in a fight before the game and had to be separated before the game started? Yeah, I love it. That's like in hockey where the goalies go at it and <laughs> <laughs> warmups. Anyway, the uh, the line is out and the 49ers are two and a half point favorites early. It's gone back really? and forth between a point and two and points or so over the first. 24 hours since the the teams were announced. So it's going to be tight line, it looks like. Very exciting. 
Yeah, keeping in mind that the the line is all about getting an equal number of bets on each side for Las Vegas. Um, but that uh, that uh, surprises me, huh? Okay. What what, what did you think? Uh, I thought the Chiefs would be favored by. Oh, really? Bit. Maybe maybe a hmm. field goal. Man, they were they had a rough year up until the they've they've turned it on the last month, but. Yeah, well, uh, prior to the second half of last night's game, I would have said, and the 49ers are going in the other direction. Right. Whatever the opposite of clicking is, that's what they're doing. The halftime performance this year is going to be an usher? So just a guy who comes out in a vest and a flashlight and shows you to your seat? How how entertaining is that? Mm -hmm. I guess the guy dances a little or (laughs) something. I don't know. This is the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. With yeah. That stadium? state-of-the-art uh, Raiders stadium. Can yeah. you imagine how celebrity-filled that whole weekend is going to be? Since it's what a thirty-minute flight from Los Angeles for one thing, and just everything else that goes on in Las Vegas to do for the weekend. It's not right. like you're landing in—I don't know where they had Super Bowls, where there's nothing going on in town but the Super Bowl and whatever side parties. Vegas is a handful on a Tuesday night in you know May. <laughs> So that is going to be, if I were a younger man, I would be there, whether I went to the game or not, just to be in town. and Because I'll bet you could see lots of famous people everywhere you went, and it's just going to be crazy. They have a zillion hotel rooms there, obviously, but I'd imagine they're going to jack up the rates just like mm. nuts. Yeah, if you don't already have a hotel, it'd probably be a little pricey. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine said, hey, you want to go? He sent me an ad for tickets, $33,000 each. They're good seats. Seems a little pricey to go to a football game. I was checking seats yesterday for the 49ers game because I thought if there was a chance that, like, people were had, you know, they thought they were going to get good money and now it's like three hours before game time, we better unload these. Maybe a, as a, considering if I could grab someone at a decent price that I would jet over there with the boys to watch that game. Then it would have been a good game to be at. But man, they were high. They were, they were w- higher than they were before. It was like 1500 bucks for okay seats per seat. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I'm not doing that, but. Yeah, I just, I don't have enough people in my life who'd be impressed that I went, I guess. Well, you have to enjoy it yourself. I don't go sure. to impress other people. What kind well, of a yeah. metric is that? Well, no, that's to spend that sort of money, though, do you get thousands of dollars of enjoyment out of it? I don't know. I guess I wouldn't. But if you do, you know, I spend my money on stupid stuff, too. <laughs> but $33,000? That's what? a lot. We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour or a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.